Rusty Quill presents. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on Planet Arcana. Last time, Riot received an anonymous letter implying that she and its author share a mutual friend and asking her to meet at Paragon's Resonance Theater. Guessing at the author's identity, Riot's curiosity leads her and the crew to accept the invitation. When they arrive, the crew are greeted by the Resonance Theater's mysterious director-slash-playwright, a sunset-hued cloud android named Epoch. After exchanging sentiments of mutual admiration for one another's reputations, Epoch leads Riot, Celestine, and Crater on a tour of the theater. She explains the evening's performance will be one night only, and its script finalized in the hours before the show. As the party gets to know Epoch, she makes it clear that Lux Booker is no friend of hers, but that she and Riot share an employer of sorts. The Devil Arcana. Epoch reveals herself to be a special kind of Namesferatu, one who targets other Namesferatu using theatrical performances. During the play, the devil inhabits one of her cast members and provides Epoch the true names of her targets. A successful ritual sees these targets become thralls to Epoch herself. In exchange for this unique power, Epoch does not indulge in a big sleep like her fellow names for Artu. In fact, she is unable to sleep at all and suffers the physical effects of sleep's absence. After much discussion, Epoch and the crew agree to work together this night to take down the most troublesome of names for Artu, Lux Booker. Epoch conducts the orchestra in her pre-show ritual, summoning her cast of thralls. Then, to determine which of them is the devil in disguise, Riot and Epoch converse with the cast and crew before finally discovering the arcana hiding within the lighting operator. And so, we rejoin Epoch and the crew as they attempt to bargain with the devil. Their proposal? Transfer Riot's bondage from Lux to Epoch. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. Do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find All it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. Crater and Celestine. Or rather, Night E4 and Steve. <laughs> you stand in the theater 
practicing the motions that Epoch taught you with the mop and preparing for your roles as poop deck seamen one and two. Crater, do you think that I should swab up and down or side to side? Circular motion, my boy. Oh. Circular motion. All right. All right. You know what's going on. The orchestra continues to warm up and practice the music they got in the 11th hour from Epoch. And as they do, both of you standing here in such close proximity, you start to notice something about what they're playing. There's an undercurrent to the music, a tone that resonates. It's very reminiscent of the buzzing. Mm -hmm. As you realize this, especially you, Crater, you start to notice more and more the the atmosphere of this place is so reminiscent of the Phantabyrinth, a place where you were able to speak with an arcana face to face. There's something about this place. The veil is thin. Both of you feel that. And as you look around to the crew and the orchestra, the buzzing, it's affecting them all. The crew that didn't appear with Epoch's grand transformation and the starting note of the orchestra, the people who seem to have come off off the street and be corporeal, they're all in some sort of fugue-like state. The veil is thin here. You notice this. Like, you, you feel that too, right? Like, this is a weird fucking place. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it, Crater. I, something, something's weird. Something ain't quite right. Like, we had the same feeling when the moon was around, right? Well, so that should be no surprise, seeing as the other two went off to meet the devil. How are you feeling about that, by the way? I don't, like... I think we've been like really supportive of Riot, but like on the surface, that sounds really fucking bad, right? It does sound really bad, and I'm very glad that you said it. I I don't I know that Riot trusts this person, this this epoch, but I I'm I mean, look, she is a names for Atu, like the other names for Atu we know. And if she's using this power for good, well I suppose that's that's all right, but but it's still a she still takes people's true names and and she still has thralls and and now here we are working with her as she and Riot work with the devil and it just doesn't feel well, I suppose it feels at least fifty percent evil. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to know if we're on the right side here. You know, like the lesser of two evils, like I think we gotta ask ourselves, do we trust Epoch more than we trust Lux? And I think that's a pretty easy answer. Well, I think at this point we trust pretty much everybody more than we trust Lux. <laughs> so I I guess by default that means we're gonna side with the devil and then just let this veil drop in front of us and just hope everything's fine, I guess. And we got <sighs> now we're doing a play with very immature titles. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's wrong with the title? I think it's our roles. Our our roles. Sorry. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, what's wrong with poop deck semen number one? I just want to note that we're in a really weird situation right now. (laughs) It's odd odd to think that we're on the right side of this. That's That's all I'm saying. I could never have guessed when I left Mom Pa's farm all that time ago that I would be here in Paragarden preparing to be poop deck semen number two. I, I'm, I'm number two. Wait, wait. wait. You're, you're number two. I'm. I thought I was number. It's uh, my no, copy I'm of the script says number the, two. I'm standing on the left. I'm number two. Dang it. Uh, well, fuck. should we switch or w- no? It's it's fine. You can have two. I'll, right. I'll take. I'll take one. It's 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 the smaller part, but it's it's fine. Okay. Well, I'm, I don't want to take your Craig. I'm not trying to horn in on your role it's, here. I, Celestine, Celestine. No, this is your moment. It's okay. My it's moment. Okay. But I don't. <laughs> you can do uh, it. I, I believe in you. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna be. I'm. I'm gonna be number two then. <laughs> Give him hell, kid. <laughs> As the two of you fuss over who is playing first and second part, and also start to realize that there's a difference between stage left and you know um, theater left. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> you both notice up in the booth where the lighting person is. You see Epoch and Riot walk in, exchange a few words with the lighting person, and then the lighting person changes transforms into a grotesque figure, one that you're familiar with, even just in the vibe and the general feeling of this place. You can tell they have encountered the devil. Looks like they found what they're looking for up there. Should we, uh, should we go see if our assistance is required? Yeah, let's, let's go make sure that nothing bad happens to our friends up there. Maybe we get closer and hang back just a little, though I'm not 
I'm not keen to just be seen by the devil. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be on a first name basis with this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's find our way up there and keep it low profile, I guess. You make your way up to keep sort of on the down low. Riot has encountered the devil on her own before, and maybe there's a part of you that wants to be there for her should anything happen. We close in now on the lighting booth with Epoch, Riot, and the devil. Epoch and Riot in the same place. What a treat. I mean, you got both of us. You happy? Oh, I am so satisfied, especially with the recent advent of your fealty, Riot, and I felt it was the appropriate time for you to make each other's acquaintance. You say everything with a horniness that makes me... It's very weird, isn't it? so strange. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, oh, it's odd, it's odd. I've uh, never heard that note before. <laughs> I... Uh, I'm all right with that. Yeah, it's not, you know, surprisingly not the worst, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not not horny. <laughs> anyway, um... Noted. <laughs> <laughs> it's important for us to know. Gravitas. Yes. Uh, so we have a proposition. A proposition for the devil. Oof. I want to hear it. So... Yeah, this is... A little bit bigger than anything I've asked before, but I think that it's time for, really, for my sights to be set on bigger prey. I see. You know the only other person as big as I am? I... I do. I assume we're talking about Lux, a booker. We are. And what did you two have in mind? Because I admit I might have something in mind as well. Hmm. Well... Riot is a thrall of Lux's, I believe, is what you said. That's right. I think our plan, this ritual tonight, will be a ritual to rip her away from him. I want to steal her as a thrall. Oh, I see. I must admit to the two of you that that is not quite what I had in mind when I connected you. What was that? Well... Epoch is precious to me. More precious than I would say most of my ambassadors. Perhaps the most precious of them all. And you're not doing so hot, are ya, Epoch? I mean, not for nothing. Not for nothing, indeed. But I haven't been exactly honest about just what kind of a toll it takes to not take a big sleep. All names for Atu need one. Except for me, that was the deal. Except for you, that was the deal. And when I made the deal, I foresaw cascading threads emerging from you as far as the eye could see, creating a golden horizon of control and bondage. And yet, we haven't achieved that horizon, have we? And I find... Well, let's just say, in order to survive and keep doing our good works together, I may need to pass off some of your threads to Riot. Wait, what? What? Oh, come, wouldn't you like to be the first who is both bound and binds others, Riot? Wouldn't you like to help Epoch? So, that, like, I would be a name's... As well? Exactly. With uh, a few addendums and provisos. Such as? Well, you see, you, um, you pledged your fealty to me, Riot. So as far as I'm concerned, you've already taken the deal for me to transfer some of these bonds from Epoch to yourself so that Epoch and I can continue our great work and so I can also protect another one of my greatest ambassadors. You see, if you become a Namesferatu, you cannot touch another Namesferatu. Epoch, having sacrificed sleep, is my only exception. I, right, I didn't know this was... It, how could you? 
And I suppose I don't have a lot of choice in the matter. Can Crater and I hear this? Are we close enough to hear what's going on? Yes. Absolutely. You're close enough to hear what's going on. And to be clear, what the devil is saying is that, like, once this happens, you can't go after Lux. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) those two could. Well, if they can withstand the force of you working against them, Riot. No. No. This, this. Okay. (laughs) New deal. New deal. I I don't know about that. I, I can't. They don't deserve this. None of them. And I've had my time in the spotlight. What if instead, what if instead, you can give all of my power to whoever you want, not Riot. But I settle, I finally settle for my big sleep. Now, I don't know if I like that, Epoch. You are blessed of me. You do the work that I could barely have dreamed of. And all it took was taking away your sleep and your dreams. Now, you're telling me that instead of two names for Atu, neither of whom can touch Lux, except, well, for you, if you dare, I would have no names for Atu. Now, how does the devil come out on top? You could still have your names for Atu. And... When I wake up from my sleep, I will will rid the exception. We'll get rid of it. And leave all those golden threads flapping in the wind, unattached, unbound, not to mention what might happen to you, Epoch, if I were to sever them all so suddenly. What would happen? Catastrophe. Epoch. <laughs> what else do you want? What else? Can I give you? You can have whatever. No, don't, I don't need to that. go. I need to go after Lux. That's all <laughs> I care about. So, what is it that's not making me an Inspiratu that you want? <sighs> what I want is what I have just described, Riot. And I will honor my deal with Celestine, but I would never knowingly jeopardize one of my ambassadors. As powerful as Lux Booker is, I'm afraid I'm not willing to budge on this one. But you'll love working for me, Riot. I'm... You have to give us time. I will grant you five minutes to discuss amongst yourselves. Fine. Five minutes. Five. Let's go outside. Thank you, five. Let's go. (laughs) Really good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, five. (laughs) (laughs) So are we going to exit the lighting area to where yes. uh, Crater and Celestine are lurking. Yeah. 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 <sighs> we just walk down. We can be kind of down uh kind of in the wings mm-hmm. um as people rush around us. I'm just going to do a little bit of bard magic. I don't know if I'm not going to say it's a specific spell, but I'll do a little bit of bard magic <laughs> that like protects where we are so it's like a literal bubble around us so no one can hear what we're saying. Um and we can't hear the outside world. Beautiful. So Assuming you two heard some or all of that? Yes. Yes, we did. And none of it is acceptable as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, we're, we're not going to let this happen. This is unacceptable. What is the option here? Like, what is the alternative? There has to be something. I didn't realize that that's what he wanted. I didn't. This is not the life you want to be living. DMs? Yes? I would like to cast Divination and try and contact the star. <gasps> oh! Do it! Do it! Sick. Folks, the only way that I can think of to stop an Arcana is with the help of an Arcana. So I'm gonna see what the star's got for us. <laughs> and I'm gonna... I'm just gonna sit cross-legged on the floor and project my star map and l- look up to nothing we're inside but i feel like celestine can see the stars from where he is he can he knows what's up there i guess the question is how do we get riot out of this deal with the devil it's a rather remarkable thing you look up against nothingness and the nothingness rearranges into pinpricks of light and within the pinpricks of light a glowing reverberation comes upon you celestine and you hear The only solution to an impossible situation is to remove the problem entirely. What does that mean? Remove the problem entirely. Remove the problem entirely. You mean the 
devil? Epoch, it sounds like you've been bonded to the devil longer than anybody else we've met. Do you know how, how to remove the devil, how to banish the devil from this plane, or how to undo the bondage of the devil? I mean, I know nothing about getting rid of those ties, but we have my ritual, and it will happen during the show. Maybe we lure him onto the stage and act as if we're going to go through the ritual as normal, and we can use that as a time to maybe ambush them? But that would require a lot of danger. If we don't succeed, we are on stage. Everyone else will be lulled. That's part of the allure of the theater. No one will remember, truly, um, outside of what they think we're doing on the stage. But they won't be able to truly see us. That does leave us open and vulnerable. Well, the alternative is that Ms. Riot becomes a names for Atu. And that is not acceptable. I agree. Are we really harming Lux? By the act of serving him up for teaspoon, though, I, I am having a hard time wrapping my head around putting all of you in danger because I don't want to be a names for Ratu. I, I'm honestly a bit morally ambiguous. Maybe there's something to being a names for Ratu and using it for good, or using it like you, Epoch. It's not worth it. The only reason I can do what I do is because, as he said, I am an exception. And Ms. Wright, I will remind you that the devil themselves specifically said that you would be working against us if we did try to continue to go after Lux. You have no route that is your own any longer. Everything you choose from that point onward has to serve whatever the devil wants. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. And you, you don't want that life and... To be frank, I don't want that life for you. It's not worth it. Well, that settles it then. We get the devil on the stage, and then we kick his ass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we can do. That's all you can do. And at this, I think the devil actually jumps down from the balcony, lands onto the stage, puts its fingers through the bubble, and opens it as though it's a curtain. It sticks its head in and says... Five minutes is up. Showtime. Showtime. I walk out of our little bubble and I start yelling to the cast and crew and I say, let the people in. Let's go. And I start clapping and just going into that director role. But I'm going to turn around and look at everyone and just nod at them about what we have to do. And we'll nod back. Yep. Okay. DMs, before we start the show, I would like to go down to the orchestra pit if I can. Absolutely. Keep in mind that as you go down to the orchestra pit, they have started. That resonance has built in the space. And everyone who has a, a real body <laughs> and is not not a vision of this sort of place that has dipped into the networks in a way. Everyone who is a real person, in quotation marks, they are in this fugue state. They'll do whatever you ask of them, but there's not a lot of information running through their heads. That's all to say that if you wanted to have a conversation with someone, it might be challenging at this juncture. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think Epoch is looking for a conversation. She goes down to Hearth, who is like playing and just like mindlessly playing like this beautiful solo. As people are walking in, they're just like setting the stage for what they're about to see. I think I crouched next to her chair and like staring into nowhere. I think Epoch just with tears in her eyes, but like not enough to ruin her makeup. She refuses to do that. (laughs) She knows that that much. Hearth, I I promise you that I would slow down after this. And I promise we will. But I hope that you, you know that I wanted to. At least, if I don't make it out of this. She says one thing in response. An exquisite piece as always, Epoch. Don't do this to me. (laughs) (laughs) It is done. (laughs) Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I think I just say back, I deliver a kiss on on the head to Hearth. I just say... And for every exquisite piece, there must be an exquisite player. And I leave one kiss on her head. 
and walk oh. back up the stairs. Oh, jeez. The show must oh. go on. <laughs> oh. In fact, it must. Let's get on a stage, jeez. <laughs> you prepare for the show. Everybody and everything now in its right place. You prepare to tell an epic story about pirates, I believe, was the consensus. <laughs> uh, it's pirates. It's a, a lot of different eras clashing at once. It's a whole piece about, you know, society and the mixture of, you know, the plethora of personalities, eras coming together as one, but none of them can accept each other. It results in war and it's a whole thing. It's genre bending. Yes. It's exquisite as every piece of work that you've done is. But this one feels like it has a bit more weight. There's something incredibly important you need to do by the time the show concludes. As you prepare to start the show, the audience filing in and you see them all, eyes sort of cloudy but focused on you, just a little bit vacant, the trance-like state takes over. And just as the play is about to commence, you hear a voice in your ear. Do we have... Deal. Epoch and Riot, you both are delivered this message. Oh, gosh. I guess we kind of have to say yes for now, right? We'll seal the deal with the ritual. Mm. Agreed. I look over at Riot. I think we're off stage, probably. Mm -hmm. So I'll look at all of you and just say, okay, pirates, keep (laughs) swabbing, obviously, doing a good job. Just remember, keep your, you know, chin up out you know cheat towards the crowd that kind of thing keep your eye out for when the ritual will begin you are some of the only cognizant minds in here so keep that in mind as well i don't think you'll fall prey to the resonance of the theater but just keep your mind sharp when the ritual starts you know what to do Hello, it's Jay, one of your DMs. I'm briefly interrupting the show to tell you about our Patreon because I have to assume if you're listening to episode 40-something, you're probably enjoying the show. And if you're enjoying it, well, there's even more show to enjoy over on our Patreon. We do an entire other show called Recharge, which is our talkback show in which we discuss the episodes and tell fun stories about ourselves. It's always a good time, and I don't think I've ever left a Recharge recording without cry laughing, so that's what awaits you. Also on our Patreon is a mail club. If you sign up, you get a monthly handwritten letter from one of us. It's nice, and we love connecting with our friends and fans that way. We unfortunately have to cap the number because there's only so many letters we can write, but keep an eye out for some openings. And of course, if you're supporting us by listening, reviewing, telling your friends, we appreciate you so much. Every download counts for a little show like ours, and we can't thank you enough for being here. All right, that being said, back to the show. The show commences. Lexi, why don't you take us on a journey? What is this play about? What happens? It's a musical. It's a play. It's all of these things mixed up into one. Riot, are you going to be on stage? Are you like main character? I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I'm yes! I'm, I'm in for sure. Dope. <laughs> cool. So we've got like three main characters um, and we all represent different eras and times. Would you prefer to be the pirate uh, pirate queen? That sounds cool as heck. Amazing. <laughs> so this work, this this whole show begins. It's just this harsh, jarring uh, scene depicting a war between like the pirate queens, the biker, like a biker gang, and then... <laughs> Uh, taking inspiration from recent inspiration from our cowboy hat wearing friend. Um, there's like a bunch of cowboys like on the other side of the stage. Um, we are all enacting and act- we're all acting out war. Um, and we're singing this like beautiful, like operetta. This is like one of the first acts. We're just kind of showing off, you know, this is how bad it has gotten. But like something that is being played with here is time. So there are moments during the show where we're literally like rewinding and undoing what's going on to show Mm. people talking, speaking as they're younger or just like before all of this happened. It's a very serialized, like not in order kind of piece. It doesn't make very much sense, but it is genre bending 
and it's about an hour and a half long, which is very fun. I think you're playing the pirate queen. Mm -hmm. I'm playing the biker queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a whole thing. Just one motorcycle on stage to imply that there's a whole gang. (laughs) (laughs) There are budget Uh, considerations. Exactly. (laughs) Like, we pulled this together in one week. There is not a lot to go around. And I pay everyone really well. But what we don't realize is, like, first act, we're setting up the war. Second act, we're kind of having those interpersonal conversations. This is where the pirates are off to the side, swabbing the poop deck and like (laughs) conversations are happening on the main set piece. But what they don't realize is like towards the end of the second act into the third act, there's like this circle in the center of the theater that is spinning despite the rest of the theater standing still. And what people Mm. don't realize is like that has started moving and the Mm. area around the ship where the water is, like we have dancers acting as the water. They're also kind of around it spinning and we're kind of representing all of this war coming to a culmination. But that truly is where the ritual begins. We're in the center of the theater. Like everyone else Mm -hmm. is around us. So we are spinning and everyone is watching us. And that idea of knowing, like watching us, looking at us, but knowing we're entering this other strange time, like this ritual time is like something that a lot of people don't realize is going on. But all all of us, you all get hit with the idea like, oh, this is where this is where it's starting. This is where it's happening. Riot, Crater and Celestine, you recognize the pins and needles, the off center physics The sopophoric sensation that comes from a thinning between reality and the networks. There is a lot to take in in this performance. And you watch Epoch so gracefully and effortlessly command and direct everything. It's remarkable, especially considering she told you when you came in that this play was coming together today. But the veil is thin and you're starting to notice something else. This certainty is like a match being struck, a further thinning of the veil. And as you look upon Epoch with new eyes, you notice something, something alarming. What starts out as a twinkle at the corner of your consciousness now extends throughout the room. Emerging from Epoch are a tangle of golden threads, more golden threads than even Vlad. They sprout from Epoch in every direction, a handful of them leading directly into each crew member. You look upon Epoch, the names for Atu. Something else happens here. An unexpected cast member, or rather lighting person, suddenly joins you on stage in the final moments of the show. It's time. And so it is. I think I extend my hand out to Riot, who is pirate queening, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I take... Epoch's hand. My queens. Not sure about this new life you may lead, I say to Riot, but I know one thing is for sure, that I am here to support you. Now, I don't know if there's anything you need to do. Um, I guess beam is not what I should call you, but you go ahead and do what you need to do. I, I will walk. I think I'm going to try to walk past. Like this... Ritual is starting, the golden threads are leading from me, and I, I'm going to try to walk past the devil, so I'm behind. Where are Crater and I? Up to you. You tell me. Can I be in the rafters? Yeah. I want to be right next to Riot, if I can be. Okay. I think the stage is like this sh- ship thing that's happening, and Riot is at the head of the stage, um, which is why it makes sense I'm walking past, like just going by a little bit. So you walk past the devil, and I think it turns to Riot. Let's dispense with the illusion, shall we? And makes that grotesque and enlarging transformation into its goat self. Mm. And it bends lovingly over the threads that are erupting from Epoch as she passes it. And it sort of strokes them tenderly. These are my most vulnerable examples of bondage. You see, if Epoch doesn't sleep, nobody can come into the network and sever these. And now I must sever them myself. A delicate procedure, to be sure. It is no simple thing to transfer a bond. And as if in slow motion, the devil reaches down a claw 
and plucks up a handful of these threads. As the devil reaches down, I would like to uh, reach behind my body and in a motion, just like flourishing like over my head in this beautiful dance, I'm going to make appear from that same realm that I cast my, you know, scarf jacket to. You see this like beautiful long blade. I'm going to take it down and like, cleave it right into the wrist as they reach. There is a massive bleat of rage that like echoes and reverberates throughout the theater and almost seems to combine and elevate the buzzing for a second. And the devil like reaches back its hand in pain and goes, So be it. For whatever effect it might have, I want to grab Riot's hand and cast Protection from Evil and Good. Oh, I can tell you that that will be effective because the devil is in fact a fiend. That is what I was hoping. All right. So I, Celestine, uh, just really quickly reaches out and and grabs grabs Riot's uh, Riot's gun hand, the mechanical hand, Mm -hmm. and uh, we're not going to let anything happen to you, Ms. Riot. And cast protection from evil and good so mechanically riot the devil will have disadvantage on attack rolls against you Mm -hmm. you cannot be charmed frightened or possessed by (gasps) the devil wow so yes go go forth with protection hey (laughs) you You become emboldened a particularly clutch move i will add (laughs) as this being of evil and good Depending on perspectives, I feel like all arcana have that sort of dichotomy within them. It raises up, having its wrist cleft into, <laughs> and uh, it maybe says a cool line. I've never been cleft like this before. Oh, <laughs> Please roll initiative. Was, I am your favorite was, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, one small tidbit that we'd like to share with you now is that the longer that you looked for the devil in searching through your cast members, the longer the veil thinned. So the devil's initiative is tied to how fast you found it. And because you only went through two, the devil's initiative is only five. Wow. Oh my God. (laughs) Y'all are too cool. Okay. Yeah. Hit me with them rolls. (gasps) Wow. Okay. Uh, I got a 14. 13 for Celestine. Six. Okay, 17 for Epoch. Wahoo. Wow. Damn. Considering we did not, uh, no one rolled a higher initiative than 20, so we are going to start this fight with a layer action. Mm. Layer actions in this fight are going to be a little bit funky. They're going to be a little bit different than what you're used to. These layer actions are called Deal with the Devil. Oh, fuck. We're going to offer you guys a deal on initiative 20. And the first one is the deal of triple trouble. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll take I'm intrigued. it. Just kidding. Sorry. Wait. <laughs> May I offer you, nay, tempt you with the deal of triple a trouble. Mechanically, this means you give up 25% of your hit points, but if you hit this round, your damage is tripled. Mm-hmm. 25% of our hit points, like... Like our max, or just like we we lose twenty twenty five hit points. Twenty five percent. But do, but does it does it reduce our maximum, or can I heal it? It reduces your max uh, permanently, or just for the battle? For just for the battle? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Shit. Any takers? <laughs> I might do that. Celestine just spits on the ground. That's a no. I'm gonna take that deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Epoch. I don't think Epoch is fully. Yeah, I think Epoch's taking it. I'm going to oh. take it, too. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Were you expecting this? <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. Okay, each of you do your do your own math yes, and figure out what 16. 25% of your hit points is and uh, forget about it. Forget All about right, it. I'm taking off 39 hit points. I'm taking Damn. off 20. I'm taking off X amount. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't Mysterious. don't tell the DMs. Yeah. Don't. It's 25%. As the fight begins... As you sort of get the drop on each other in this moment, you notice that a couple of the crew members that you were speaking with before, the ones who were, um, who are Epoch's thralls, they have changed from their humanoid uh, visage in a similar way that the lighting person did. But where the lighting person turned into the devil, these people have turned into goats. 
Regular goats, not dickies worrying. <laughs> but there are some goats on the battlefield. And Epoch, you are up first. Amazing. I'm immediately going to Hexblade's curse. Oh, the devil. Oh. Nice. Yeah, so yes. curse for a full minute, and I get plus five to my damage rolls, oh. and I crit on 19 and 20. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, I think I've hit. Uh, so, th- the thing that I've struck with is this like double bladed scimitar, um, this beautiful melee weapon that I struck with one side, I'm going to literally use my palm to flip it the other way and come underneath with the blade and try to hit again. Ooh. Fantastic. And I get two attacks. Hey. Wow. This build, I, I, I kind of did some BS on the build, but it's okay. <laughs> you did some DM shit. It sounds love like. It. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Oh, 17 to hit on the first. You got it. Okay. Oh, easy. Six plus five to hit is 11 on the second. You don't got it. Okay, so I got one. Um, and this damage is tripled? Yes. <laughs> Yay. Six damage total. <laughs> uh, multiplied by three is 18. It's not, it's not nothing. Yeah, it's not nothing. Um, 18 damage. Sick. Awesome. <laughs> okay. After cutting into the devil's wrist, going after your threads, you strike another blow, but it uh, manages to knock away your second blow. But you see that you have... Uh, done a little bit more damage than you're used to having taken this deal. Is that your turn? Outside of that, I because I Hexblade cursed him, um, it's an extra plus five, so that's 23 total. But other oh, than that, wow. I think that the room Sick. just literally drops into what slow motion is, and all I hear is like this beautiful lofty string piece being played, up, to, cascading up to a solo, hearth solo, as oh. I just focus in on this battle right here. That is my turn. Spectacular. Cursed. (laughs) (laughs) I think in response to what Epoch has done, the devil is going to reach out its hand and target a point right in front of Riot. In fact, right on top of Riot. Maybe you'd like a little taste of hellfire so you understand what you're dealing with. It's a 10 foot radius, so I believe it gets Riot and Celestine. And both of you are going to have to roll me a deck saving throw. 22. Not that. Okay. <laughs> very bad. Very, very bad. Is it under 16? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. I just. Y- yeah. The fuck out. That's Frank. okay. I'm writing it <laughs> down. Okay. Now it's cemented forever. <laughs> Is it under 16? Okay, so Riot, you save. Celestine, you do not. And we are going to be doing 13 fire damage. That's halved for you, Riot, to six. It's actually not halved because you have evasion. Goddamn right. Go rogues. (laughs) 13 fire damage. Alrighty. Pass my concentration check on protection. Oh, amazing. That'll bring us to Crater. Up in the rafters. Up in the rafters. Like... Like the crow who watches from above. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting for this moment all day. I manifested this myself as I just wanted to jump out of the raptors. Yeah, first things first, uh, Crater's going to jump into a rage. Beautiful. Going to do the slinky arms ability. And then I'm going to perch myself on top of the railing here. And I look out at the devil. And I'm going to jump out at him with my great axe in hand and I'm going to attempt to come down top of his dumbass head with my great axe. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to make this recklessly too. Okay. So I'm going to have yeah. advantage here. That's an 18 to hit. You got it. Okay. And actually, can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? A wisdom saving throw. Okay. Yes. Da, 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 da. That is a 19. Okay. Never mind. You're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So it's 13 slashing damage, but tripled, so that's 36. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Great. Sorry, it was 30. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 30. 39. Six. 36. 36. Okay. 30, sorry, 13 Tat. times it, thir- 39. 39. Yes. You're right. You're yes. right. I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> now that I'm standing right in front of him, I'm going to come down on top of his head again. Great axe. Again, recklessly. Bonk him. Oh, that's a 25 to hit. Oh. Yep, and bonked, I'm gonna, thoroughly bonked. I'm going to make you roll another wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. That one is 17. Oh, that is the DC. God damn it. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, it's another 13 triples, so it's another 39 damage to him. Wow, 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 wow. And then, can I step back five feet from the devil? I don't know, can you? <laughs> 
the devil is going to take an attack of opportunity. Okay. So as you try to take a step back, I think a barbed tail materializes from behind the devil and comes streaking towards you. And it is a 27. Oh, that backfired on me big time. Silvery <laughs> barbs. Silvery barbs. Silvery barbs. Reroll that. Oh, oh my God. I have to reroll that? You have to reroll that. I? Okay. Oh. You and take the lower roll. Okay, that's a 13. <gasps> Beautiful. That misses me, and so I'm, I'm going to use my reaction, and I'm going to hit for a third time on the double. Whoa! And Crater, you have advantage on this roll. You've got advantage on this roll because of the silvery barbs. Does a 26 hit. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spiteful there. <laughs> yes. Can you please roll a wisdom saving throw? Okay. It's a... 13. That fails. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, no, um, thank you very much, because I think he's going to use a legendary resistance and ah. just save that instead. That's one down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Worth it. Okay. Uh, ooh, I, I may have fucked you up here. Um, so that's 19 tripled uh, is a number. 57. Mm-hmm. 57. 57 <laughs> slashing damage. Okay, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, it uh, the devil definitely has staggered back a couple steps a few times during that turn. Although I will say that perhaps with the might of your slashes, you're not quite leaving the mark that you normally would on the devil. Oh, fuck off. It's oh. doing great. It's hurting. It stings like a bitch, but not as much as you'd be hoping. Why is... Because of the... They are all... Magical weapons. Yeah, they are yeah. all magical weapons. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. I wrote down every single last number here so I can just add all of that damage right Fine. now for fuck's sake. Oh, this I'm is just going to say my great axe came right from, from the Arcana. So You're like, so I, right. Damn I, right. I, damn oh, right. If so that painful. axe can't hit this thing, nothing can. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of that turn, I think the tail makes another appearance and it's going to go streaking towards Crater because the what? devil is angry that it's not resistance against magical weapons. <laughs> all right, that is a... <laughs> it's a crit fail. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Beautiful. Unbelievable. The devil is almost desperate. You all notice this. With what's going on here, it looks a bit frantic and not as composed as you're used to. Um, that brings us to Celestine. All right. First thing Celestine does, uh, yell out to Epoch, should we be trying to not hurt your goat thrall people? No, you do as you will. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Okay. So bonus action, uh, wild shape into the magician uh, form of my of my my, my constellation. I'm going to hover 20 feet straight up. Mm. Wow. Fly straight up, hover at 20 feet, and from there, cast Cone of Cold down on. Wow. All of them, the the two goats <gasps> oh and, the, and, and the devil. Uh, wow! Is there a save here? Yeah, it's a Constitution save. Okay. okay, I'll roll for the goats. Okay, I rolled a dirty twenty-three, or I guess they're all dirty. Mm. A twenty-three. Yeah, yeah that's a pass. <laughs> Twenty is the decent. <laughs> dirty twenty-three. <laughs> Not twenty-three. Oh, my twenty-threes are dirty. <laughs> I rolled an eleven for one and a nineteen for the other. Nineteen fails. N- oh, what? <laughs> I, we just got a we just got a proficiency bump. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, give me a sec here. Eight d eight cold damage. Um, both of the goats perish. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. They're expired. Gone. Sorry, that's the funniest thing in the world. Help is so hard to find around here. Oh my crew. All right. So yeah, it was forty nine cold damage um, uh, for for the devil halved to twenty four. Wow. Okay. Wow. And that's cold damage, huh? That sucks. And for the record, those two goats that die, they become frozen as statues until they thaw. Sick. Oh. Oh, that's, that's just cruel. That's <laughs> goatsicles. 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 <laughs> oh my god! All right, and I'm just gonna hover oh 20 god. feet off the air, uh, off the ground, and uh, that's me. It's me. Wow. Then that's me, and I think it's time for another legendary action because as the goats go down, as all of this is happening, the devil, like Jay said, just seems frantic. You too don't understand what you're trying is impossible. I have unfathomable resources. And it's going to use its legendary action to cast Send in the Goats. <laughs> oh, no! It's a 1d4 minus one hit. I rolled a one. 
Ride, you are in fine form today. <laughs> oh, Thanks, not baby. only did that hurt so bad, the devil like takes a shaky step back, and for the first time, you see a tinge of fear in its eyes as it goes, Riot, come now, you'll like being the names for Atu. You'll like it. Still feeling horny? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I mean, right now is honestly the perfect time to be horny. I'm just throwing yeah. it to death. You might as well. You might as well. <laughs> you know, let's suck on this, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> After doing the most amount of damage that anybody's ever done on the show, um, is there anything else on your turn, Um I suppose... 96. 96. Jesus um, freaking Christ. <laughs> Maybe I will... Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to stay here. Stay put. Nestled in a pretty good spot, just behind Crater and a few steps behind Epoch, with a clear shot to the devil. And it is now the devil's turn. The devil is not happy, and more so, the devil's now a little bit afraid, it seems, though it tries to mask it at best as best it can. Its tongue comes out of its mouth and darts sharply towards Riot. Oh. Well, attack with disadvantage. Give hey. me charisma save. Oh. Charisma. 15? Ooh. Oh. I think the tongue's gonna get you, and it just <laughs> uh, actually take a take a bardic inspiration. I was gonna oh, give out a bardic, love yeah. It. Love oh it. my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh double bards! I <laughs> double bard. I need like five white hairs. <laughs> it's, it's a D6. D6. Right. Thank oh, you. I, you also have a D10, but I don't. Let's hold on to the D10. Oh. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. Mm. You're just gonna roll uh, a six. That'll be fine. So three eighteen. You say. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> the tongue slips into your ear regardless. Oh, it's a lot of fun yeah. feeling. And you are going to take half of 16, eight damage, eight yeah. psychic damage, as it whispers into your ear visions of what could be if you would only listen. That's <laughs> what it is. Unsatisfied by that, I think as the tongue pierces psychically into Riot's mind and does an unexpectedly low amount of damage. The tail whips out again and comes streaking towards Crater. Okay. 15. That misses. Oh Oh my god. Do you know why that misses? Because of that ass. Because of my juicy ass. This is the AC from the end ass injections. Oh my god. I can't believe how much this is not going our way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 
And I think the devil oh. echoes that sentiment. <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> um, fantastic. Is that the end of the devil's turn? It is, but I think there might be another bargain. Oh, um, there oh. certainly will be. Can, can, we, can we just do a quick little recap of that first round? Oh, I, think we, I, think, I think we dealt like 200 points of damage yeah, to the did. devil. Yeah. Wow. And uh, dealt eight, I think. <laughs> so. yeah. No, there was another one with the hellfire. Yeah, That's no, I, I took 13. Took that was, ooh, yeah, oh. I'm feeling a little warm <laughs> yeah, where I'm can at. You guys, can you just pretend that it hurt a bit more than it did? No, it was me. just the lights, everyone. Don't worry about the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I will reiterate the word of the, the previous deal. You give up 25% of your hit points, but if you hit this round, mm-hmm. your damage will be tripled. Hmm. The triple damage has been lost, but you are faced with the next deal. Almost hesitantly this time, <laughs> the devil's voice rings out. May I offer you all the deal of benevolent a betrayal. And what this entails is that you must use your action to attack another player at advantage, and it has to do damage, but then the devil can't take any legendary actions or use any resistances for one round. Attack me. No, no. Yeah, I don't, like, hit me, hit me. I, I can... I can fucking but take it, seriously. So just one person has to take this deal? Correct. Bludgeoning, slashing, fire, I can handle all of them. Well, I, I am not taking this deal. I can't. I'm sorry, Crater. I can't hit you. <laughs> fucking hit me. <laughs> Somebody hit me. I'll do it. I'll do it. Can you take it? Yeah. I only do things that will hurt the devil, so. <sighs> Gotta pass. Pass from Celestine. I'll take it. Oh, Orion's gonna take it! <laughs> oh, and look, there's there's allies standing next to Crater. Bach. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that doesn't happen right now, right? That's like on Riot's turn? Correct. Okay. Right. But that will bring us to Epoch. These deals, you know, the first one was really good, but I can tell that they're really getting to you. What deal can I offer Epoch to make this stop? The deal we started with. Keep Riot out of this. I will not, Epoch. As much as you are beloved to me, I will not. Well, I guess it hurts the most when it comes from your favorite. And I'm going to cast Shatter. Yo! (laughs) I need a con save. (gasps) I fucking crit failed again. Yes! But you know what? No, 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 no. I'm using a resistance. You can't. You can't. No! No! (laughs) 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 I am the devil in this moment. This is all hitting me in real time. (laughs) Okay, let's go. 7d8 thunder damage your direction. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Okay, it is. That's going to be 36 points of shatter damage. Plus five, because the devil is hexed by me. So that's 41 points of damage. Whoa. My God. Do the the goat ice statues just like shatter? (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's what Uh, you want, baby. Yes, yes, that's exactly. (laughs) That was an action. And I still have another uh, attack, technically. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take my scimitar and press it up to its throat. Mm-hmm. You can take the deal at any point in time, but it is our deal. I am the one who makes the offers, Epoch. <laughs> I don't think I believe in that anymore. What? I don't believe in that anymore. You've just fucking blown its mind. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to bring my blade down. Scimitar. Yeah! Strike. The orchestra picks up and Hearth delivers a beautiful solo, somehow much louder and more powerful than ever before. And it hits the highest register and resonates throughout the theater, vibrating the devil and the ice statue goes. Oh, the resonance theater. Let's go, y'all. Let's go, y'all. The music is just swelling. It's perfect. Um, I got a 14 to hit. Oh, no. Does that not hit? <laughs> it doesn't hit. Oh, no. Uh, Interesting, because... Take, take an inspiration. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Inspiration 1d6. Let's go. Freaking bards. Plus five. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, yes. damage. It's only five. Five damage plus my five from my curse. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Just a second, please. <laughs> I need to oh, align. 
I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go have a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> so you had the scimitar pressed up against the devil's throat? Yes. And it refused, and you blew its mind by suggesting that someone else is the one who makes the offers of deals. And as you swipe your blade, how do you want to dance with the devil under the theater spotlight? <gasps> Oh. Oh. You just ended it, baby. You're one of the coolest people in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is remarkable. Oh my gosh, I slash, and I would like to do it as like, it's not that it's non-lethal, but I think that I slash, and I know that it's lethal. I pick him up, horny little goat man, uh, or person, I guess, and start dancing it around so all of us can have literal swings at this thing. Beautiful. Oh my god, it's an absolute massacre. And in the final moment, that beautiful spotlight, the the one that was so perfectly curated, lands on us and I dip it down. The thing about the devil is that it has a throat, it has a body, it does not need them to speak. It does not need them to exist. These trappings are for the mere purpose of interacting with all of life on the fifth collide. But something has happened here in this theater tonight. You two belong to the devil. You have pledged your fealty. You should not have been able to break this deal and as the devil collapses finally after you're done dancing it about the stage as it takes blows from all of you and becomes just absolutely haggard it collapses and that same mind-blown look it's almost like staring off into the distance staring off into nothingness and finally it looks up in between epoch and riot and goes this is impossible what have Down on all fours, the devil falls. As it collapses, it metamorphoses into an incomprehensible writhing figure, flickering through images of the many, many people who have been bound or have bound others over time. Some you recognize, many you don't. But as the flickering becomes faster and faster, android faces merge with human faces in rapid succession. The devil struggles against an unfathomable force. And then, with a grotesque, gurgling scream, the devil erupts and disappears entirely, leaving a visible inky void behind. The theater shakes. Applause roars. You can feel the devil's absence in your very souls. You fathom the unfathomable. The corners of your minds threaten to shatter. Epoch reaches out for Riot, puts her hand on Riot's shoulder, as she stares at this inky void, and the applause kind of fills the space. And Riot turns into Epoch and kind of puts her forehead on her shoulder in, in, a, in a, an overwhelm of gratitude. We did it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Epoch there's one final deal I'd like to offer you. You've spent much of your life being so closely wound with the devil. There is a dangerous void left behind by the absence of something so huge as an arcana. The impulses, feelings, and motivations the devil encompassed must go somewhere. In the absence of a devil to receive and embody these impulses, the imbalance threatens to tear everything apart. However, the void, it wants to be filled, and it calls out to one of you in particular, one who unknowingly bound many, one who was beloved of the devil. The massive abstraction of this void begins to take on a new shape, one that beckons to Epoch, that begs Epoch to step into it, to fill it. Epoch, do you fill the void? (laughs) And do you become the new devil? I have to. (sighs) There's a part of me that's starting to unravel like the tightly wound coils of a violin string. It's going to break and I feel slumber crawling over me. And I know that if I fall asleep, I won't wake up. Mm. I squeeze Riot's shoulder and I step forward 
And the only thing I say is, I'll, I'll be better. I'll, and I'll slow down and I'll do all of that after I do this. And I step into it. You step into it. You fill the void. You feel the power rush through you. You are Arcana. But it's not an immediate change. It's gradual. Something has shifted now when you can tell that in taking this deal, everything is going to be different. But for now, all you can think about is how good your first sleep in how many years is going to feel. The applause is still happening, like still going on. Mm. People have not stopped clapping. And I think whatever transition is happening, like the slow transition is happening on stage, you watch Epoch as the, the cast that has been created, all of these thralls have come out on stage and have taken a bow. Epoch goes to the head of the ship in the center of the stage. And that transformation happens like as she's taking each step. And when she gets to the bow of the ship, she's going to bow. And when she comes back up, she looks different. What more fitting venue for the death and rebirth of an arcana than a theater? Hmm. And as Epoch takes her final bow and straightens and regards her audience, a change has indeed taken place, or more like a change has begun to take place. And as the audience understands somehow that now is the time to file out, they do so reverently. And as Epoch sees the final attendee leave the theater, she gracefully sinks to her knees and her eyes grow heavy. And so we witness Epoch's first sleep and the birth of a new arcana. The devil. Thank you for listening. This is Jay, one of your DMs. Huge, massive thanks to Lexi, aka at Black Girl Mage, for joining us for episodes 45 and 46. They'll also be on our Patreon exclusive recharge, so if you want more Lexi, which of course you do, head over to patreon.com slash planet arcana. And if you want even more Lexi, which again, of course you do, you should follow Lexi immediately at Black Girl Mage on Twitter to find out everything about his series, The Strix U, an HBCU-inspired wizard school actual play. You should also follow Lexi for fun new stuff she's cooking up. I heard whispers of a new secret anthology series. Be the first to know and follow Lexi. That's all for me. See you in a couple weeks.